Round two is done and dusted. We are back for another Sunday session. Chris Kennedy and Kenny Scott in the studio. And this week we are privileged to have Josh Adokar on the line. Josh, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Nice Nothing. one. We'll, uh, so normal format, we'll go back through that all eight games of the round, um, have a little bit of chat about each one, the highs and lows, and obviously drill down into the Storm's gritty win over the Sharks when we get there. Um, starting off with the Eels and the Titans, which has just finished as we walked into the studio. Absolute shellacking, 46 points to six. Um, Josh, now you, I don't think you had a chance to see much of this game, but from what you've seen of teams so far this year, that's a, a massive scoreline. Are you fearful for the Titans' prospects? Are you fearful for how good the Eels are going to be? Yeah, uh, Eels got a really good, uh, got a really good sort of paper. They had a tough game against the, the Bulldogs last week. Um, you know, Bulldogs showed some good signs of um, you know defending their try line, but um, I guess um, the Eels are coming out of their shells this week, so. I reckon they're going to be a huge uh, contender this week, I think. Uh, uh, this year, sorry. Kenny, you watched this one with me. It was um, pretty scrappy for most of it, and it was pretty close with about 20 to go, and then finally Dylan Brown cracked him, and then it was just an absolute avalanche of tries. <laughs> this game, I feel so sorry for Titans Are you talking fans. to me, bro? No, no. <laughs> it's Kenny this oh. time. Oh, sorry. Sorry, bro. So uh, watching, <laughs> watching this game back, it, it was excruciating to watch, um, putting myself in the position of Titans fans. It was, it was a shellacking, right? But the Titans made it so easy for Parramatta towards the end of that game. Like, they just kept giving them the ball. It's, it's, it, where, those simple things like, um, you know, knock-ons from a scrum feed or knock-ons at a, a play-the-ball dummy half, that sort of stuff. It was really, like, basic coach-killing stuff. The, the shining light is the defence was excellent for a, a pretty decent chunk of the game. Like, 55 mm. minutes down, the Titans had completed, like, something like, I don't know, 40% of their sets or something ridiculous like that, and they were still holding Parramatta out. So um, it's not all doom and gloom, but you just can't give a team, regardless of who it is, it could have been Parramatta, it could have been the Warriors, that much ball mm. and not lose the game. Yeah, completions were still under 60% at full time, something like 13 penalties to four. It was just mm. absolutely outrageous. Eels uh, found their, their stride in the last part of the game. Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown, both absolutely sensational. Forwards did a real number on the Titans. That moves them to uh, first place on a ladder. I think there's six teams that are 2-0, and zero, but a big differential boost for the Eels. Not much else to say about that one. Let's move on to uh, Leichhardt Oval, the Tigers up against the Knights. Josh, your old, old club, the West Tigers, they were in this for probably about 60 minutes and then just uh, faded at the end, Had a, couldn't just hold out the Knights on that edge. Yeah, it's, they seemed um, a bit flat uh, when I was watching the game. Um, I think they scored off a couple of tries off kicks on, on their right, right edge from uh, from the West Tigers. But mm-hmm. uh, saying that, um, I guess both their, both their coaches would have been pretty disappointed in... Um, in both te- teams defending because both both teams uh, scored higher. So, but I thought uh, I think um, the Newcastle, um, yeah, the Newcastle team will be a huge contender uh, this year uh, with Adam O'Brien uh, coaching um, coaching them boys. He was down at Melbourne when I first um, when I first came down here, and he's um, an excellent guy. He's um, trying to build something special there, so I reckon they're going to be a tough. Um, a tough team to beat this year. What can you tell us about Adam O'Brien? It sounds like he's really, um, you know, clinical and professional and, and by the book. Yeah, well, he's been. I think he was down here in Melbourne for like twelve or fifteen years or something like that. Um, you know, great guy. He's obviously learned to uh, heap off uh, Craig Bellamy and everyone that's been a part of the Storm. 
Um, you know, he, he went to the Roosters for a couple of years and um, they had a lot of success there. So he's, he's obviously, um, you know, picked both Belzer and, um, you know, the Roosters coach, coach's brain. So, um, yeah, he, I reckon he's, I reckon he's um, made, him in, made him into competitors um, during the preseason. And, yeah, mate, he's just a good good guy too. He's a real family man and, um, yeah, he was a good coach. He was a good, good coach to have. Yeah, for around. sure. Now, you mentioned the coaches wouldn't be happy. I can confirm that Madge was absolutely filthy about the 42 points they let in. You mentioned the the kicks from the, the tries from kicks on the right edge. That whole right-side combination, you've got the, the Leilua brothers who are both new to the mm. club sort of slotting into that new right side. Does that seem to be a particular area of weakness for them? Oh, well, it just comes down to combinations at the end of the day. I think um, Joey Leilua went to the uh, West Tigers late in the preseason. and I guess, you know, it is early days, um, but it's just yeah, I just think it's um, you know combination thing um, on the right edge. Um, like I said, they, the whole team look uh, pretty flat to be honest, and um, they're a great side when they're on. Um, but like you said, I think Madge would be really disappointed in the score, and so would Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, there was both, um, speaking both, both of... coaches are down at Melbourne too, so yeah, um, I'm guessing they pride themselves on on their defence as well, so. Um, it's, like I said, it's it's it's, it's early in the rounds, and um, yeah, yeah. So speaking of disappointed coaches, there was a perfect shot of Michael Maguire right towards the end of that game when it's like, okay, the, the game was close, and then all of a sudden we're losing, <laughs> like we've racked up forty two against us, and we're having a um, getting a bit of a hiding where he just sat stony face, and I'm, he must have known the camera was on him because I guess going through his his mind was don't give anything away, don't give anything away. But by not giving anything away, he gave it all away. He was so furious. It was If it were a cartoon, steam would have been coming out of his ears and there would have been like a red siren coming out of his head or something like that. It was it was pretty disappointing. But Newcastle obviously went there with a plan, kicked to the right, and uh, yeah. it paid off. Yeah, for sure. So we'll, uh, that brings us through to Saturday night. The Sharks up against the Storm, the one we really wanted to pick your brain about, Josh. Now, I won't pretend this was pretty to watch for most of it, but it was uh, impressively gritty from both teams, and obviously you guys a bit ecstatic to get the points. Yeah, very... Um, you know, there's a, obviously, obviously, there's a great rivalry uh, between us and uh, the Sharks. It was a really gritty uh, win. They're a great side, really competitive side. They've got a young side, uh, so do we, but... Um, you know, it was a really frustrating game to be a part of. Um, yeah, you can't really explain how frustrating it was. You know, watching the watching the replay and that, um, they just made everything messy for us. And but in saying that, they've got some uh, really really talented players and, and tough players in Wade Graham and Andrew Peter and Aaron Woods. Um, yeah, it was a it was a crazy game to be a part of. But um, happy to uh, get away with the two points. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man, it's crazy. It's always an uh, impressive battle in the forwards when you guys come together. I thought Big Tui Kamakamitha was particularly impressive for you guys. Yeah, mate, he's improved out of sight. We he come to he, we both we both come to the Melbourne Storm the same year and just yeah. just to see him grow since since then it's it's uh it's pretty special to watch uh, or to witness. Sorry, and you know he's, he obviously comes from Fiji and um, you know he's got an amazing story. Um, you know he's having a really good good. Good year so far. Um, you know, it's all about um, him being consistent for us. He's, he's been really powerful and dominant for us. So, yeah, hats off to him, man. It's a, a different um, preparation. So, obviously, usually you've kind of got your, your longer lead in. You get up the day before or, or two days before. Or is this one sort of flying both ways on the same day? It's all very different, yeah, very rushed, very compressed. Weird preparation this week. Um, going up on the day, flying up on the day, and flying back straight after the game. 
But um, I guess I only did, I did that back in the under twenties, and um, you know, just it seriously felt like uh, being in the twenty side again, just 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 by doing that. But um, we didn't change our mindset or or our mentality or anything like that. We um, knew there was going to be no crowds. We knew we train we train every day with with no one watching us, so um, we we didn't see what, what what the difference was. So um, it was it was pretty um, it was pretty weird warming up too and, and running out. Um, you know, when when it's a full stadium, you get you know you get hyped up, and um, you know you want you want all the fans to be there and witness a, a good game of footy. Um, it was pretty it's pretty crazy to be a part of, to be honest. So Cronulla didn't get the win on Saturday night, but if any of you Sharks fans want to relive Cronulla's drought-breaking premiership win, Joel Kane has done a great interview with Sharks legend Luke Lewis talking about his memories of that magical moment. So to download the podcast, go to Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast service and search for Sportsbet Get em On Side. All right, so that brings us through to uh, the earlier Saturday game, Leichhardt Oval, the Roosters up against the Seagulls. This was one of the real games of the round, hard-fought. Roosters shock 0-2 and two start to the season. Manly, I thought, really impressive. Um, Josh, you would have seen none of this one, but um, I guess just from your point of view, to see Roosters go 0-2 to start the year would probably be a bit of a surprise. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And um, I haven't watched too many of their games, but um, I think it just goes to show that... Um, Oh man, it's it's to have Cooper Cronk out of the side. It just goes to show that you know he was a true leader in their side, great player. Um, yeah, it's, it is shocking to to, to, see, to witness that um, they've they've, they've um, fallen two 0 So, uh, but in saying that, Manly Manly are a great side, and, and Penrith are a great side too. Uh, we we played Manly round one, um, and it was a close game. In that game, we were lucky lucky enough to get away with the win, but. Um, yeah, I think it just comes down to a combination thing. You know, they've got a new half. Um, I think that they've got their skipper out, Boyd Cordner, and um, I think when he comes back, he'll um, up the end a bit for him. Yeah, for sure. And Kenny, I guess from your point of view, um, watching this one, Tom Travojevic for me was an absolute standout and their, their forward packs really yeah. lifted as well. Yeah, Turbo was absolutely amazing. He um, he really carried Manly for a lot of this game. I'm not saying that there wasn't um, massive effort from everybody all round and obviously um, DC iced the game for them, but he's just one of those players that... Um, Without, I mean, the team with him is just so much better than the team without him. It's it's kind of amazing how how influential as a player he is. And I think um, when you're talking about inevitably he gets com- compared to Tedesco as like who's who's the best fullback in the game. And I don't know, when you watch games like that, you think that um, it you know it might actually be Turbo. He was just outstanding. So before that, we had uh, Saturday footy, the Warriors and the Raiders. Unfortunately, had to be played from the Gold Coast because of the situation that's obviously going on uh, around the world at the moment. Uh, Josh, you probably wouldn't have seen this one either because you were transiting up for your uh, game against the Sharks. But I guess from your point of view, just uh, I guess the sacrifices the Warriors guys are making to, to set up camp here so that we are able to sort of have a competition still going with 16 teams is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's... it's um it's crazy um, with what's going on in the world, but um, you know, for them to sacrifice, you know, spend the time with their family, looking after their family, this and that, it's it's, uh, it's really amazing. Um, you know, they're letting they're letting the whole um, com- competition um, stay afloat, I suppose. And it's um, you know, we haven't got a chance to um, see them or anything, but I think the Canberra Raiders gave them, gave them a little speech after their game and, and said thanks. Um, Mm. Yeah, you know, in, in 
uh, anticipate, uh, anticipating, sorry, participating in um, in the competition. Still, it's um, it's truly amazing. It's, I think it really is. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I guess, Kenny, from your point of view, it was a pretty tight battle for, for most of it, but Canberra always looks slightly too good. Yeah, this I expected uh, I expected plenty of points in this one. Um, it's just, it turns out that I guess only one, so, only, only one side scored them, but I, I, on it, like, I, everyone thought Canberra would win. I didn't think the Warriors would go down um, with such um, blunt attack, I think is how I, I describe it. Like, you know, the only, only try they've scored this whole season, like, that's only two games in, but it's mm. been from a penalty try, um, a, a worthy penalty try, but still... Um, yeah, one one try in two games. Um, it's unwarriors like they they've always been questioned about their defence, but they've never been questioned about their attack. Um, I mean, there's lots of factors that can go into it, right? Like as we just spoke about, they are everybody should be in love with the the warriors, and rightly so. Um, they are one of the reasons we're still able to keep going, um, and they all recognise that and they play a huge part. Um, I don't know. It was just a shame. I think it, it looked like it was really hot on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, I think that probably went into it as well. Um, and uh, I mean, the Raiders. Uh, like I said last week, I, I tipped them to not do so well because of pressure expectation. Obviously, that's um, not really getting to them because I thought they were, um, they were quite good as well. Absolutely. That brings us through to Friday night footy. The grudge match, the Broncos and the Rabbitohs, one of the emerging rivalries, I guess, of the, the modern day. Anthony Seabold up against Wayne Bennett. And it was Seabold with bragging rights this time. Now, Josh, I believe you caught a bit of this game and that powerful Brisbane pack um, once again getting the job done. That brings us back to Friday night footy. The Broncos up against the Rabbitohs, one of the real modern grudge matches of rugby league Anthony Seabold and Wayne Bennett um, no love lost there Seabold with the bragging rights this time Josh from your point of view I believe you caught a bit of this one that powerful Brisbane pack's pretty imposing yeah they've got a really uh, good forward pack in uh, Payne Haas um, really leading from the front uh, I don't know how I don't know how he plays 80 minutes it's um, mm. unbelievable I'm, I'm glad I'm on the wing to be honest but um, yeah they're, they're really uh, they're really playing tough footy uh, they had a great game against the Cowboys last week in round one. Had a great game against the, the Rabbitohs. Um, in terms of Rabbitohs, I think um, I think they've lost a bit of structure. Oh, they lost a bit of structure on the weekend. Um, yeah, I don't think they got. I don't think they got any go forward um, on the weekend. We uh, didn't bring Latrell into the game. Uh, poor execution and. Um, yeah, you know, saying that they're a really good side, but um, they've just got to um, you know, fix a few things, and uh, they'll be at their best. Uh, be at their best, sorry. So, um, yeah. Mm. You touched on Latrell. He's obviously one of the real superstars of our game. Certainly one yeah. of our favourite players on the podcast here. You've obviously played alongside him in some big games as well. What do you think needs to happen for him to really get into the game, or is it just going to be a bit of a you know case of time is going to be the the key? Yeah, definitely. I think it's time, mate. He's a he's a true footballer. He's he's one of those um, uh, once in a generation player, um, as everyone um, knows. He, I think, when um, Greg Inglis went to fullback, um, you know, he struggled a bit at the start, and um, it took time for him to you know to to grow in the in the fullback position. And I think the, the same is going to go for the troll. So once he finds a rhythm, and um, I think he will he'll carve like every other week but yeah just got to give him time I think um, I think everyone just um, yeah, just, yeah. Yep. I think it's just, yeah <laughs> yeah for sure Kenny uh, what do you make of this one this was uh, well, I think this is a game that everyone had circled in their calendar after last year um, yeah. You know, will, will Seabold be the one that gets to dance in the change room or is it going to be uh, Uncle Wayne again? 
Um, yeah. I, I thought it was a high, a high quality match. It had, it's like, it's it's funny when you watch those really big games. Now we're in this world with with no crowds. The action is still the same. The intensity is still the same. But it just misses out on those moments where, you know, when someone makes a break or where something really big happens and you, you, yeah. you, you hear that roar of the crowd, it's just not there. Um, yeah. It didn't, it didn't, I mean, this game was, definitely um exciting to watch but i just felt i felt it was a shame that such a big game didn't get to get sh- wasn't able to be shared with such a with a, a big live audience um and those kind of games i think really bring those bring those events to life um but i thought it was it was a good showing i mean a good showing from both teams broncos i thought their first 15 minutes was really really good um i liked uh i liked croft obviously and um i thought the milf was was um He's, he's really um, coming along nicely as well. And then, I mean, good on South for managing to, to crack that, to shift the uh, momentum and, and get right back into the game as well. So I think it was a typical uh, close, high-quality encounter from two um, pretty pretty decent teams. Yeah, I thought it was good. The early Friday game was the Dragons up against the Panthers. This was, I don't recall seeing this many momentum swings in a game for a while. <laughs> 28-32 it finished up. Josh, did you catch much of this one? Yeah, I did. Like you said, it was, a, it was a weird game to watch. It was just back and forth and um, just tries coming out of nowhere. And um, it was a good win by the Pendant Panthers. We got them this week. So um, I think in the past, they've, they've, they've um, chased points uh, heaps of times and, and end up coming away with a win. So, um, you know, they've got a really, really young side. Um, Nathan Cleary is going really well. He started the season really well. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a crazy game to watch, to be honest. It's, um, but it was an entertaining game at the same time, so um, we've got to be on an A game this week. you got to think, like, uh, I said I felt sorry for Titans fans earlier, and I've, I'm going to have the same um, sympathetic line for Dragons fans. Like, that game, you would have thought... At, you would have thought after those, what it was three tries in fifteen minutes to, to the Dragons at one point. Like, fine, we're finally going to yeah. get it. Like, and it kickstart our season, mm. and then um, and then it all just came crumbling down. Like to lose, had to do so well to first halt momentum again because the Panthers were right on top up until about the drinks break. To do so well to halt momen- momentum, um, stamp like stamp your authority on the game, get out into a, what was I thought a pretty a pretty convincing lead. They should have held on to it um, to then have it just taken away from you right at the death like that it's really um it's it's soul-sucking kind of stuff but it's it's i guess that's what makes the game great as well brings us through to thursday night footy the bulldogs up against the cowboys the bulldogs unfortunately zero and two the cowboys hit back from last week's loss to brisbane pretty impressive 24 to 16 win um scoreline if anything flattered the bulldogs it was mostly the cowboys especially in the second half um valentine holmes really finding his home there at fullback um josh did you catch much of the thursday night footy yeah, I did. Um, I thought uh, the Bulldogs started really well. Uh, I thought that the Cowboys started a bit um, a bit flat, but they found their rhythm with uh, Valentine Holmes and obviously Jason Tamalolo um, blowing through the middle and running, what, 500 metres or something like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just think, um, yeah, they, um, they just blew um, Bulldogs off the park. Um, when they started getting their, um, their roll on it, and um, Bulldogs just couldn't just couldn't hold on to the ball and execute their plays, and um, yeah, but they I thought they started the game really well, the Bulldogs, um, but uh, Cowboys are too good of a side. Yeah, you make a good point. The Bulldogs started started well. They're, they're yeah. Real, yeah, they're a real puzzling team. They do some great things. Like yeah. we spoke last week about their defence against Parramatta. Um, yep. And so, and they they do some yeah some good things, and they do some really weird poor things as well. Like the best example from this game is 
what uh, Lachlan Lewis kicks a 40-20 in like the first two minutes or something. Is that is that a record question with that notice? We'll look it up. We'll, we'll stay tuned next week. <laughs> but then I think the, the the set after that resulted in a seven-tackle set going to um, to the Cowboys. Like just weird, you know. Uh, Brandon uh, Waken uh, kicked on the yeah, third, like, dead. Yeah, like, like weird stuff like that. It's um, I think everyone was sort of death riding the Bulldogs um, last year and this year. And I think those those type of things mean that it's you know there's green shoots and, that, and they will improve. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, it was a a better game uh, from the Bulldogs. Um, they just sort of need to score some points, like mm. get 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 um, more confident with their attack. Josh, you touched on Jason Tamalolo before. Now you probably yeah. don't have to worry about him too much personally when the, the Storm and Cowboys come together. But I assume he's a big part of the uh, the tip sheet. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the, I think the key to um, stopping Jason Tamalolo is make, making him make tackles, so he so we, so we limit um, you know his, his running running game. Um, you know, you got to tire the big boy out to stop his stop his rampaging. Um, you know, 300 meters a game. Yeah. Um, it's a he's a crazy player, and um, you know he's a true leader of the Cowboys. And um, I, I think if you stop him, you stop the Cowboys. So. Yeah, for sure. One of your ex-teammates, uh, two games into his Bulldogs career, Joe Stimson, important signing for them, especially uh, given they're yeah. missing a, a couple of forwards at the moment. He only ended up playing fairly short minutes or a couple of tries on his edge. But um, I mean, from your point of view and seeing what he's done at the Storm, he's, he's going to be an asset to the Dogs as the season goes on. Yeah, he's a great defender. Um, you know, he, was a, he was a great player uh, for the Melbourne Storm. I think he just found a better opportunity to go to the Bulldogs and. You know, like I said, it's early. It's early days. He's just got to build his combinations. I don't think he was the first pick. Uh, second row, I think Corey Weir and I was the was the first yeah. pick. But uh, for him to go in there, um, you know, do a good job uh, uh, week one, um, and then do a, a pretty good job against the Cowboys. Um, you know, he's got a lot of growth um, and build those combinations with uh, with his half back and his, his centre and wing. Um, yeah, but I think the Bulldogs um, should get better. I think that's a great learning learning curve. Le- sorry, learning curve after after the Cowboys game. All right, that's uh, that's all, right. all eight games for the round. Now you, like you said, you've got the Panthers next week. Assuming the competition's still going ahead, that'll be down in Melbourne. So it'll be Penrith having to deal with the uh, the charter flights and the same day travel. It'll be a, probably a nice change for you guys. Yeah, it'll be um, better than this week, I suppose. But um, you know, it's it's not that bad of. Um, you, know, you catch a charter flight and there's a lot of leg room and um, <laughs> as, as, soon, as soon as you land you get off the plane and soon, like, as, soon as, you get off, as soon as you get to the airport you get on the plane so it's um, you know, it's not that bad it's, um, you know, it should be a good advantage for us but um, in terms of you know, them changing their routine something different so um, you know, we, we, we like to win uh, footy games down in Melbourne at our home ground and um, they've, they've, they've come up against really Two tough sides in the Roosters and the Dragons, and um, yeah, it's going to be an A game this week uh, against the Panthers. Yep. Who have you got on your edge? Is it the young buck Brian Toto? Yeah, 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 bro. He's um, a strong, he's a strong ball runner. Um, he's played, he's, he's had a strong two first rounds for him. He's um, their outside backs are really, uh, really um, strong ball runners, and um, we got, I got my, I got, I got my cousin uh, Brett Nate on the wing there too. So, yeah. Oh, nice. He's been impressive to start his career. He kind of came in um, during that injury crisis last year and, and really stamped his case. And now he's, you know, sort of first first picked. Yeah, bro. He's um, you know, he's really, um, he's really. Uh, he, I think 
um, the, the Panthers are really um, going to him to score points for him. Um, he's a real competitor. He's, he chases kicks. He he, he jumps for kicks. He, he scores a uh, good try for him and uh, easy points for, for the Panthers. And um, He's had a really good, good start this year, I think. What's on the agenda for you between now and then? You got a lot of self-isolating plans. You worked out your, your lockdown strategy, or what? Oh, bro, I was just playing. I was just playing with uh, Call of Duty for over the first years. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Oh, I was on a kill streak at home, boys. But no, yeah, just staying home. Um, there's not much to do, anyways, and um, just want to stay away from from everyone so I don't get my teammates sick, sick or. Many um, other players think so. Just that. Nice one. Well, glad to hear everyone's taken it nice and seriously. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sunday session. Uh, appreciate all your insights and thanks everyone for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks.